Don't Give Up Your Day Job, a local musician's guide by me, Paul Gillings. An educational and sometimes humorous look at what it's like to be part of the local music scene. Well, here we are again, and not giving up the day job, spending another sweaty day, uh, the sun beating through the window, uh, talking about music, talking about a local music scene, and uh, come back for some more, for some, answer some more crazy questions, and talk about what he does and how he does it. I'm very pleased to say Sam Wilson has joined me again. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Well, well good good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've been asleep. a nap on a settee, We've all been mate, up for about an hour or so, so yeah. it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been asleep on a settee, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I'm a middle-aged man. It's That's a weekend. We do. It doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and uh, also uh, joining me again is my partner in crime, my long-suffering partner now, uh, Danny R. Good afternoon, sir. Quite right. He's <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? All right. Who has been at work this morning? Have you fell while I've been having a nap? Yeah, been grafting, mate. Everybody, yeah, you're in the work clothes and all that. It's cool. It's, it's good. Um, it's keeping it real. It's what this whole thing is about. It's about real musicians, people, you know, doing things not because it's their job and their profession, but because we love it. And because we want to, we're not going to stop. And uh, knowing that Mr. Sam was in today, yeah, man. All They're coming asking frames. questions. Yeah, my head's going to be bulging by the yeah. time I leave this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll, hit one because we'll, we'll squeeze all yeah. the information out of your baby kid. That um, <laughs> sounded very wrong, didn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> so, we won't be doing, doing that, buddy. <laughs> we won't be doing any of that today, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Danny and I uh, have been pissing around in Garage Band yeah. and DAWs before that. Da as it turns out, Danny's a bit of an old hand with, um, go with, um, no, I, I, want, I, I was then going to say beginner D DAWs, but. Well, it was, really. Yeah, yeah. so DAW, DJ, digital audio works. 98, mate. Just, just okay, yeah. samples. I'd have been like layering them two up. inches tall at that point, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, someone younger than you for change instead of me being the old bastard. How about it? So, what was that program you mentioned? It was EJ. EJ, EJ, okay. EJ uh, music creator and they they released I don't know about 10 different uh, genres and it was all samples so you'd have like two and a half thousand samples on each one mm. and um, you just load them up and just literally click them back together again but I was about uh, 12 13 then mm. so doing that was was for me that was like my first introduction would that, would that be considered to be called a DAW do you think it's a digital audio workstation. Would it be? That's that's it be? what it is, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. you can yes, record it in it. You can you record audio into it. It's, yeah, it, I'd even go as far as like what was in there. Yeah, so as long as you're sequencing something, or yeah, you even had a drum sequencer in there to make yeah. your own drum beats and stuff up with. So yeah. it was like proper. It looked like a cartoon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? But well, it, it sounded actually, like one body. Anyway. It worked really well. It was really cool. I enjoyed mm. it. So that was that, and then I went on to like Cubase Five and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, we done Cubase in middle school. That was quite a jump. Cubase so. in middle school. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now you're talking. Yeah. Was that your first experience of a? Uh, no, my yeah. first experience would have been uh, a Fruity Loops before it was FL Studio. Mm. Um, you mentioned Fruity Loops as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, mates were mucking about on that. Yeah, my yeah. dad bought a copy for probably like hundred quid or something, and I'm talking this is probably. Like Fruity Loops five or that six. That was when hundred quid were lots of money, you know. It still is. Remortgage the house. Doing it? music, hundred quid's hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> Tories carry on. We'll be able to buy a house. Like yeah. That. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was my first experience. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just clicking buttons, probably breaking speakers left, right, and centre. Dad's like, "Can you just shut the fuck up for a second? Look, he bought it for you. It was his fault completely. Yeah, I, I mean, parents. I always blame parents. I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm, I'm here now. That's, yeah, that's what sure. started it. <laughs> so I have like a million, a million sound engineering questions. Like I say, Danielle and I have been mucking around, and before I met Danny, I was mucking around, um, trying to work out how how my um, you know how my digital recording works. You know, and I record some stuff, and it was great. I recorded a whole album, and then found out the volume was low. I've got yeah. a million questions. I don't, I don't know where to start. It's all right if I just whatever mash comes around to mind. Yeah, just, whatever comes to mind first. Yeah, brilliant. I love it. Okay, so um, one of the things I noticed uh, first of all was if we talk about like just having a decent microphone, just yeah. just having a decent microphone, it does seem to make a difference. I found, and I found that by buying a really cheap crap one that looked like the very microphone is sat in front of you now, which is yeah. um, uh, a condenser microphone. AT2020? Um, I think you might be right. No, AK, AKGP120. Yeah, it looks like an AT2020. Yeah, Absolute cause... nerd. Uh, which is great! Great! <laughs> He knows where everything is. Um, so yeah, I bought one that looked like that, but it was twenty five pounds from Wish.com. I got a good story about this. Total yeah. waste of time. Oh, so oh, <laughs> absolute oh. tiddy as hell. Yeah. Now, 
um, I thought, uh, uh, perhaps past that, that I could beef it up in the product, get it in the production. But as it turns out, I didn't know anything about frequencies and stuff like that. So, how important is your is your? Now, I think that's the start of the recording process, isn't it? The microphone. I would go as far as saying you need a good musician. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very you, true. You can't mic up a turd and expect it to be because all you're going to get is recorded <laughs> shit. You know, I always say that about amps and microphones. All you're going to get is loud shit if you can't yeah. play. Like, if you're going to, your source material is going to be shit to start with there's only so much you can do to make it sound like polished shit right it's not going to go further than that so let's talk so are we talking about like not just talking about the musicianship but even the room you're in because we talked briefly yeah. before didn't we about the difference between sound deadening and uh uh um, absorption and diffusion yeah 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 right, yeah um it obviously depends like if you're playing the cathedral you're going to have like a, re a reverberation that goes on for time whereas mm. sitting in here you probably won't get too much unless mm. you're playing your heart out like smashing the shit out of drums or right, right. everything's on 11 sort of thing yeah but it, it depends what you want to do with it okay. like if you want a lot of it it's mm. just how do you control it for whatever you're doing right Right, so which is why it's best to get as dry as possible. Then you can add the add reverbs and those sort of effects as yeah. much or as little as you wanted. But I guess if you've already got a natural room reverb, you're kind of fucked if you get rid of it and go, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. It's uh, I, personally a lot of it is I have to commit very early on mm. because if I record something super dry and I know I want a reverb, a delay, this, that, the other on it afterwards, mm. I'll twinkle for hours on end and have seven or eight different reverbs on there. Mm. Four hours go by and I'm like. I could turn these all off and it probably sounds better. <laughs> so if I can yeah, just stick yeah. to what I want, go with it, mm. it, I'll probably hate myself in a couple of hours when I'm like, don't like that, but it's there now. Yeah, yeah. I've just got to work with what I've got. Just got to yeah. commit to it, make make a decision. I guess that's that's the that's the thing of, um, because we can over over record and over record and cut and paste and cut and paste and uh, you know and it's accessible as well, so you can do it in your own home. Yeah. But you're only limited by the amount of time you got now. When I was a, when I was a younger man, you were limited about the time you got because you were paying 150 pound an hour yeah, or a yeah. day, depending on where you were going, and it was going to tape. There's only so much tape the studio had as well, yeah. so you had to get it right, and the sweat got on. But yeah, I guess you can either sit there and muck about with it for forever, endlessly. Can't yeah, you? Never as you say, it's, it's how much time you've got <laughs> or you want to put into doing it. Because deleting something is now backspace. Yeah, <laughs> and record is R or command mm. space or whatever it is in whatever DAW you're using. Yeah. But going back however long, it's like, if you fuck up, right, stop the tape, stop the recording, yep. wheel it back up from the beginning. <laughs> and Drummer's sat there waiting to do his bit going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the poor bastard who's got a splice tape together. Yeah. I never want to do that job in my like life. George Martin, do you know the stuff that he went through, eh? My God. I'm not too sure. You, are, you don't know George Martin? I know Judge George Martin. Yeah, yeah, but he, apparently he um, uh, cut like miles of tape down the middle to splice it back together so he could have more tracks. Yeah. So he only had four and he would create eight by cutting two inch down Half the middle. Them, yeah. yeah. Putting it down to one inch and playing on a different player. That is all, well, I don't know how true that is or whether it's even possible, nah. but these things were, um, he's a pioneer for those kind of things, yeah, I yeah. guess. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad you know George Martin and I would have been utterly shocked <laughs> if you didn't. No, I, I know oh, bits. My, my still my heart. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Um, yeah, so the microphone then. Having a decent so, one. So we've got we've established we've got a decent musician. We're having yeah. our music first. We've rehearsed it up. We've uh, worked on our techniques. We've done everything. We're ready to go on that front. You know, because now I know that there are those memes of guys with stairs trying to walk upstairs. He's got his foot on the bottom one. The top, he says yeah. bought a guitar and the top one <laughs> saying, you know, recording. Yeah. And then it's learning to play, buying a decent microphone. He's yeah. just step right Practicing, up. Yeah, all this, that, the other. <laughs> so assuming that we've gone through all those steps. Um, microphone, I'd say microphone choice is more important than how much you're spending. Okay. It, it's learning the difference between what different microphones do. What do they do? So you have three types. Mm. That's very broad. Black, silver, and... Uh... Expensive is the other one. <laughs> if they come in colours, they probably cost too much or not enough. Oh. <laughs> Gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew yeah. that gold one from Wish was crap. Yeah, no, if it's shiny, it. I'd avoid it. <laughs> um, so yeah, your condensers typically do well. They, they do like your full frequency spectrum, so from like twenty hertz all the way up to twenty k. Okay, if now not I want more. to ask you about EQ and um, frequency ranges on instruments in a bit. So yep. it's, I guess, the microphone will match then what instrument you're trying to record. Yeah, but it, it, it's also like. In, in a similar sense to taking the time out to practice your instrument, it's like learning the tools you have in front of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So you could record, and I mean, people did like, record albums with 57s. 
Right. It's just like knowing how to use them and utilize them to your advantage. So yeah. as I say, condensers are really bright compared to something like a dynamic microphone that you haven't got a source power for externally, like phantom power. Okay, right, yeah. And dynamic mics, you can launch them at the wall, they'll be fine. I, I would, I've had for to anyone years, listening, I wouldn't done. advise throwing microphones at a wall. <laughs> Well, yeah, an SM57 would probably take it. To I reckon fair. it could be run over by a tank and be yeah. alright. <laughs> they'll be like, after the nuclear holocaust, there'll be things like cockroaches and sm 57 Just little capsules, and yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, but that's, a, that's a dynamic microphone. Yeah, dynamics it? are very... Like usually stage vocal microphones and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, trying to eliminate bleed from anywhere else, but that goes into the whole topic of like polar patterns and where the sound's picked up from from the capsule. Oh my god. There's eight or nine different types of them, and it, it goes from like how wide do you want the the microphone to pick up, or mm -hmm. how narrow, like how direct you want to be picking up something. Okay, because I was thinking this this one here is a ribbon microphone. Yeah. So that has a I take I've so I've been told a really wide diaphragm. You want uh, with ribbons, it's typically low end focused. Okay. If you compared to a condenser, if you recorded the same thing like a guitar amp, for example, yeah. you had a ribbon and a condenser, they'd both do very different jobs. Right. So your condenser would get the, the brightest brightest possible recording you can get out of it and then ribbons they're very sensitive do not ever put 48 volts into them because they will probably blow up oh really yeah because <laughs> it's only a copper coil inside there oh my god yeah oh i thought they needed phantom power no never oh really no 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 no, no. Well, they had, we're learning already yeah right? yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> you haven't got it on now okay? i think i have I, if it's still working yeah. ignore everything i just said i don't know enough I, that, I believe that that's a that's a fairly modern one and it's a replica it's all uh, yeah. about 80 pounds that was going but, back um, to the story i had about mm, cheap yes, microphones please. Uh, I bought uh, a 57 knockoff on Amazon from a company called Pile, I think it was. Mm. And a 57 is not the most expensive thing in the world, maybe like 80, 90 quid. Mm. I paid £18 for this. Yeah. And it is now my favourite snare microphone in the world. Really? It, it sounds so shit on absolutely everything. Right. But like crunchy in the nicest way. Mm. It is like, if you were to solo it, it is the most unpleasant sound Sing you've ever heard. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you just. See, now this is what I say for harmonica microphones because we have like crystal elements. Is what they use for harmonica microphones. Yeah. And I th I've always thought. I mean, when I heard these guys, oh, you gotta get like an old school crystal element, like a like a fifties, and they would search like flea markets and, uh, and and sort of you know old factories and stuff like that in America for. Um, uh, for these crystal elements from the Estatic company and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, on your audio audio devices, and they would go for an absolute fortune, and they still do. And I just think they sound shit. I think they've oh. like got built-in distortion that I don't think you can they can control. And that's my personal opinion because yeah. everybody loves them, and yeah, not, yeah. Uh, frankly, not probably not many of my harmonica player friends listen to it because <laughs> they're hanging me out to dry right now. Get a few less listeners, yeah. <laughs> but, but however, for the sound that they want, that slightly overdriven, that slight that crunch. A, 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 yeah, a if crystal. you know how to do that within your DAW, then yeah. why would you spend X amount of money on it when you could spend a hundred quid and have the knowledge to do it with any microphone? Well, this is what I've lent to with my last two albums: is like letting the DAW do the distortion, just playing clean into my uh, condenser mic, yeah, and then just crunching it up in there, you, yeah, getting about can, five patches. You can <laughs> really fuck something up in a DAW, and I mean that in the best way and the worst way. It's just like. <laughs> Uh, a lot of it's just what you're going for. Oh, what I, uh, I have done at times is just keep adding patches and thinking, oh, that's fun, oh, that's fun, and then gone too far. Yeah. And just like you say, stripped it all off and had to start again. Yeah. Because um, I couldn't remember back my way to square back. one, but you're like, maybe I should have just left it at this instead <laughs> of wasting two hours going, oh, what's this do? What's this do? Let's have some of this. <laughs> yeah, I've spent countless hours. So, as far as frequency goes, and frequ uh, do you have then, and do they show you at, because I know you went to university to study, do they then show you? Or do you get to study which instruments um, put out which frequencies? Is it's, there a frequency range with it? Because you look at a guitar and go, oh, that'll go from 30,000 up to 10. I'm just guessing what yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. that may ask. Yeah. But is that the kind of thing you can do now? You get a, a rough ballpark idea. Like yeah. We had a module on live sound at uh, university, and it was basically uh, one of them was just like controlling feedback from wedges and monitors and mm. shit like this because the amount of people, like, I'm not going to name names give you a shit monitor mix when you play a gig <laughs> and someone points the mic two inches to the left and you're like I'm about to go deaf listening to this feedback oh, God. Uh, they, they made you there was a, a I say an exam it wasn't really like marked or anything but you had to sing to them like a, a 1000 hertz tone 
Really? So then from that, you can go 500, which would be an octave lower, 250 is an octave lower, 125 right, is an octave right. lower, and you just keep going, I think, what is it, 440 hertz is A, like your A, a string on guitar. C, so uh, AE would be the octave A mm. above that, and then so on and so forth. So you kind of get a rough idea, but yeah. a lot of it's guesswork. Well, you, could you answer me answer me this then? Because my old harmonica teacher was well into the um, uh, crystal element microphones and its amplification, and uh, he said that there was such a thing as a difference tone. Now, what he said the difference tone was, if you played two notes at once, for example, yeah. the A at 440, yeah. and then played, because you know, if you can octave split, so you can play two notes at different ends of the harmonica yeah. kind of thing, and then were to play another note, for example, at uh, 110, it would then play the difference, the 220 hertz note as well. Yeah, it's an overtone. It's like an overtone. Very, is what yeah, it's, it's like right, a, okay. a psychoacoustic thing. It's your. I mean, it probably is there, like the amalgamation of the two together. Yeah. But a lot of it is your head being. I can hear that. Really? Yeah. So you don't because he claimed that a microphone, especially those things, could pick that up. I mean, if you're not playing it, is it there? <laughs> <laughs> you're skeptical. I'm not this saying, is just what I heard, I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not saying no, like yeah. there's definitely a chance that it could be there, okay. but I mean, with, like guitar is like my most, the best way I can probably put this across, mm. you're gonna get uh, several other tones out of it. You're, if you play one string, it's never just gonna be that one mm. um, frequency. But because the harmonics what, Yeah, on one frequency would just be a sine wave. Right. And then you put them all together, and it's like it's just, you're essentially saturating your sound, but mm. naturally. Okay. And then that's where you get your different tones from. Right. So it's it depends on what you're using. Like mm. some instruments are designed to give you a bit extra in different frequency ranges and things, but it's, it's just like the difference in buying a different guitar amp, a different guitar. Mm. It depends what you want out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, that, that's fascinating. And um, the other thing I've oh, talked about and I've heard of is frequency masking. Now another sound engineer told me this, but um, whereby if you mix things, if you don't mix things and put things in their own frequency range, you run the risk of one hiding behind the other, so you can't actually then hear yeah. your bass guitar because the other instrument is doing it. Is that a thing? It's like a big game of Tetris. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it is the easiest way I can say it. So you have certain instruments like a bass drum and a bass guitar they mm. occupy a lot of the same frequencies especially like in your your bass region i can't yeah. be like oh it's 43 hertz to 113 because how the fuck do i know what you're recording <laughs> but if you're ki usually things are especially in lower frequencies you you just don't want any of it in anything but your bass guitar or synths or whatever yeah, you're doing. Yeah, the best piece of advice that I heard when I got into it was to, was to like the uh, like the low low, low end, cuts, low yeah. end cuts like from 200 hertz down, which you don't you don't need it. So the first thing I yeah. did from recording anything that like you say isn't a bass or drums is just it instantly. Yeah, cut I, off I call that, it like janitorial, like clean up. Yeah, it's yeah. the most mundane stuff. But yeah. once you know how to do it, and say it's just like yeah, okay, gone. Mm. You ain't got to spend time being like oh, it's got to be this frequency here. No. And what I got taught is you, you roll it off further, so, so to the point where your sound is like, okay, I've lost some low end in this. Okay. And you dial it back until you're like, that's about right. Oh, right. Forget about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what about the other end of the spectrum? Right? Same thing. You go until it's too much, and then drop it back <coughs> until you're comfortable. But it's the same thing. If you get build up in your bass, and you want something really punchy, but 100 tracks in your project have all got that 40 or 50 hertz that's essentially fuck all there <laughs> it's just your microphone stand jittering from where you're playing something <laughs> and you want to compress your track at the end of it yeah when you play that in your car and your bass is on 10 you'll be sitting there at a red light just shaking like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> see i want to ask you about compression as well but i don't know if i'm done with eq yet. no 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 we've got time <laughs> danny do you have anything to ask at this point so we're we're on the basis of we've established the quality microphone yeah so now you've plugged into the interface, you've already got your DAW set up. Yeah. Where do you start and then what do you start with? What do you layer up first? What do you... As far as instrumentation? It, always yeah. told it was drums old days and the drum track got laid down first, that's what they always said. You know, I saw Phil Collins on the yeah. Live Aid documentary in 1985, he was laying down the drums first, so Phil Collins is laying down the drums first, that, that's it. If you're not doing it, then... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a drummer, so like... I've always done myself first, and it's always been a bit of a nerve-wracking experience mm. because if I'm recording a song like with the Mojig guys, I'm always first. 
Do you not play to a, does not one of them lay down a scratch track on acoustic guitar or anything like that? The last track we'd done, it was me and the bass player played live together. Wow. And I had, I was the only one with a click and we just played off what I was playing. So you were just thinking the song in your head? No, I'm thinking go. one, two, three, four, one, two, and they're just trusting that I'm playing in time. Jesus. Yeah. As far as the song goes, the arrangement for the song and stuff like that, you've you've got all that? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's done before we start recording. Oh, wow. It's, it's muscle memory, but we play it like seven or eight times across like three or four times a week. Jesus. So it, it's like eating. It, I ain't got to think about it too much, I just go for it. Yeah, like so you, you said. You've got the red light syndrome completely out of the way by that point and it's just I've, like, Yeah, can't. I've seen it enough times and the amount of people that come to the studio and go, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like, I do this as like a part-time job. You're not the only person to fuck up ever. Mm. Like, I, I've had plenty of fuck ups. Like gigs, recordings, and mm. you just go, I'm an embarrassment to music doing this all the time. <laughs> But like, well, you wouldn't think it again to to look at your your output and look at the Mojik stuff. And I was saying this to another chap who was here the other day. Like, um, the output of young musicians these days is exceptional. And yeah. I just remember, like, I I have basically sucked at music for the part like for the first thirty years of my career, and the last five only just started doing something decent. And I'm really quite glad there isn't recordings of any of that stuff. So, are you very picky about what it is you 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 know put out there? Or is yeah, it? I don't want to stamp my name on anything that I would consider shit. Okay. Ryan, I'll tell you this more than anyone. <laughs> if I don't like something, I will tell him. It will not leave your studio. I'll be like, okay. you are not doing this. <laughs> if you are, you're not coming here to do it. <laughs> no, I'm no. obviously I'm I'm not in a big enough position where I can just pick and choose and always have work coming in or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'd, I'd rather take satisfaction in what I'm doing than just doing it for a couple hundred quid. Mm. Like, I, I'd do it for free if I had the time to. Yeah. But it's... That don't pay for the studio. Well, the, I think a hobby has got to be self-sustaining, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, even, even in, like, you know, uh, in any of our domestic situations, bills have got to be paid. Yeah. Kids have got to, you know, for me, for example, kids have got to have shoes. So why are you buying that new microphone, Paul? What the hell? So if but if the microphone is paid for from gigs, yeah. I've kind of got a leg to stand on. You yeah, because you're, you're reinvesting into something mm, that you're doing. It's self-sustaining, yeah. and not just a bottomless pit, which I suspect hobbies like, I don't know, golf, or something like that. Well, it depends how serious you are. Music, that is very bottomless, but I mean, for the first, what have I been since <coughs> college is when I, high school, college time is when I started taking it seriously, so we're going on seven, maybe nine years now. Yeah. That started off as a, I just want all the toys in the world to mm. fuck about with, and my bank account was dire. <laughs> dire states. Just to be like, oh, that's coming out soon, let me just order that. Just order that. No idea how any of this shit works. Yeah. Just plug it in, see what happens. Well, yeah. Just Get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, he, he's got it, so I want one Every now. Every time I turn around, Danny's bought a new guitar or a pickup for one lately. Isn't yeah. it? Mind you, the pickup sounded sweet in that new guitar. It sounded really good. List of guitars did a cracking job for you there. Didn't yeah, it's good fellow. Mr. Pete. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Pete. So, um, yeah, now that the drums are down, we've got a microphone, we've got a room, we've got a musicianship, the drums are down. I tell you, but you're saying you did drums and bass at the same time. I mean, that might uh, be fairly easy to do because the bass player can stand in the same room. Yeah, he's not yeah. Like to, because he's not producing much of a sound past his fingers on the fretboard. Yeah, that that had been DI through the interface. Yeah. So he's not coming out to speakers at all, and uh -huh. we're all wearing headphones. But Paul, our bass player, it was just shit hot. Yeah, you could be like, "Can you play?" And it was like, "Oh, do you mean?" And it's just like, "Actually, yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what I meant." Some, How the something fuck? like that, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, typically, b before this, like the couple of tracks we've done and the 20 or 30 we've got recorded that, that no one knows about yet, mm. it's me, I'll start, and then I'll get all my stuff done, and I'll record how many takes it takes me to feel happy with it. Uh, I've never fussed about performance. Mm. Like I like to think I'm competent enough I can get through a track at some point. Yeah. Whether that's two takes or 20, I I'll just get there and be like, right, I'm happy with this one, mm. and then piece bits together where maybe I fucked up a fill halfway through I can just take out a bit from another take slap that in no one knows it's 400 takes pieced together one note at a time <laughs> so tell me about miking up the drum kit because I honestly like yeah I mean it's, it was like in the, in the old I did this you know in the old days but you know my experience of, work, of going to work in a studio the last time I was in and paid for studio time was a long time ago yeah. so that's all, all I've got to refer to really you so you go two days they say yeah 150 quid a day and you spend the first half of the day to three quarters of the first day miking up the drum kit and yeah. we all sat there going well, is that what you daddy daddy's nodding yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you've been in the studio haven't you you know more recently to me and it's the same thing and it's like 
Oh my god, that just cost me hundred pound for him to put microphones. For me to sit here and eat my Tesco meal deal and watch him do whatever the fuck <laughs> he's, he's doing. God, so. yeah. <laughs> and then we've gone to the studio because it was cheap. It's the middle of nowhere. There's not even a pub. Ah, yeah, <laughs> sitting there twiddling your thumbs like that's a nice ninety quid, the most expensive sandwich I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> so, do you, are you? Um, I take it drum drum mics. Must be like say you got your snare one, which is obviously yeah, a total yeah. bargain and a great find, lucky find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'll try it on anything, and if yeah. I don't like it, the backspace button's always there. <laughs> no one's got to know about it. <laughs> but yeah, how long typically does it take you to mic up drum kit these days, or do you just leave it set up in your studio? Typically, now? yeah, things are set up because setting up a drum kit without microphones, yeah. I've done too much of that in my time, yeah. and um, I just want a, a kit to be there when I turn up and just play. Mm. And now it's the same with recording. I don't want to spend three fucking hours putting microphones up and twiddling it like half a centimetre. I keep telling you people, you should have played the mouth organ. It's much easier. <laughs> it's it been cheaper. Well. Yeah, for, yes. I had a thought about the harmonica this morning about why it doesn't get, or hadn't get taken seriously in the past. Because it's a, a relatively cheap instrument and it's relatively hassle-free as well, isn't it? You know, So we almost like put... I wonder if there's a psychology where we put more value in things that take up more of our time, and more of our effort, and, like and more space <laughs> in our houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So perhaps a harmonica was, you know, <laughs> been downgraded because it's actually quite easy to uh, yeah. transport about, yeah, so therefore it must be crap. Yeah. But it's accessible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then instead of paying silly money for a drum kit. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, so you recorded the bass and drums. Uh, what when's the vocalist come in or did he just La like usually last. Well just bugger off? Usually last. Last. Like, I I'm the sort of person once I've done my bit, I like mm. to stick around because I, I nerd out on watching people do this, that, the other. I'm like, oh try this, try this. Mm. Just being that little kid really annoying in the corner, like, oh but you could just you could just do this. <laughs> oh, can I just quickly have a little do you find many bands and do you, I mean, because famously some bands recorded it, record all in the same room, stood round. Yeah. You two still do very famously. Um, watched the, there's a police documentary knocking a band on uh, Netflix. Police the band, not yeah, the poppers, because yeah, it's yeah. irrelevant to what we're talking about. And Holocaust. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, have you seen that? Have you seen Police Camera? No, I'm not going to talk about it here. It's a fucking joke. So, um, yeah, yeah, Police the band. Uh, used to record all in the same room until that famous album, I don't know if it was Outlanders no more, one of those whereby they were put into separate rooms to get the separation yeah. through new modern <laughs> recording techniques yeah. so they could really, you know, the CD had been invented so they wanted the clarity. Yeah. And it almost promoted, they were the guitarist was claiming, to, to maybe the slight sort of separation of them as, as a band, as a cohesive social unit. Yeah. They were then set in separate rooms. I feel like you lose interaction mm. especially like if you're a good band I'd always re recommend tracking like live. the eyeball between a bass player and a drummer just a little nod to be like we're going pocket. somewhere now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and so sort of when you're in a groove and loving it you play out of your skin if you're relaxed and enjoying yourself like yeah. if you sat in a room staring at egg boxes with your headphones on and there's no one else playing you're sitting waiting to come in yeah yeah <laughs> oh, it's here in a sec here's the tick here it is yeah. oh, I fucking missed it yeah. damn it I'll go back a voice in your ear I'll go back yeah you better do I fucked it up Nine hours later, and you're like, I'll get there in a second. It's fine. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you're a good band, I'd recommend tracking live. But you don't realise how shit you are until you press stop and then listen to it. Really? Because you could be having the time of your life playing through the song, but oh, this is fucking great. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as someone presses play, you're like, oh, oh don't, don't stop. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it takes knowing people mm. and having like, a good relationship with the people you're playing with. Well, it's, it's good. To, I mean, it's encouraging you to say that because I always, I always get quite clinical when I, when, when I hit the record button. I don't... I haven't had those experiences. I've only heard about them. Yeah. And so I get them live. Yeah. I've oh, yeah. never had them in a recording studio. It's always very clinical for me and I'm very like, right, the it goes this note, that note, that note, chorus, blah, blah, and I, but I'm very exacting. And I've got a bit of a reputation for being a one-take wonder as far as that goes when I've done session work for you know, people though, yeah. as well. But it's kind of, for me, it's fairly passionless when I'm in there. When I listen back, it, it, you're right, it isn't. It's like people, you know, I did a session in a, a studio in Woodbridge uh, the other week and I walked out of control, I walked out of the out of the booth and they were like, that's it, that's the one. But, you know, you've driven 40 miles, so you might as well do another two just because you're here. Even though they're not going to be used, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that really uh, I'm encouraged that I'm I'm not alone. I was starting to think I was a heartless robot, a heartless heartless harmonica robot or something. If you watch me record any drums, mm. I look dead. Yeah, I am really so focused. Even more than that, emotion. Yeah, <laughs> emotionless, <laughs> pure silence. Like I have just come from a funeral it's a, or it's something. A very, it's a very <laughs> 
<laughs> Great tip for a funeral as it goes. You should hide a ten pound note in your black Just suit. Keep a metronome in your ear. You'll be fine. Yeah, hide a, hide a pen, ten pound note in your black suit, and next time you go to a funeral, it'll cheer you up. You're like, oh, mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought he was going to say chuck it on the floor of the microphone. It's <laughs> 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 a piece of, of string stuff. So yeah, um, one of the things that really done me to, as as recording my first one is I had absolutely no idea that you had to, or you had not that you had to, but I started to notice that I'd recorded something in Garage Band with my acoustic guitarist. We got them separated. I thought they sounded quite nice. Yeah, uh, some natural reverb in the room. Lovely. Um, not too boomy, but a little bit. Nothing I couldn't live with from an acoustic blues like yeah, yeah. seven track album, but. And I put it on Spotify and uh, found out how to do that. And then I realized, I noticed that compared to the other tracks on it, it was really, really fucking quiet. Yeah. Like really quiet. Mm. <laughs> like ridiculous. Like yeah, not I've even there. there. And when I listened to it, because like, I burnt it to a CD and when I put it in the car, I could, it didn't make any difference. You know, I could turn it up yeah. and I could still hear it. There weren't any hiss on there. That, that's so, a good start, yeah. Yeah, so what I discovered through some research was this was all down to a thing called mastering. Yes. Which, uh, upon even more research, turns out that it's a dark art. I, you took the words out of my mouth. Really? I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Do you do mastering? For the people listening, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Between us, I wouldn't call it mastering. Uh, do you know what? Since I've had a go, and I have a go at everything yeah, I yeah. produce, and then I send it to Raoul Crane at Blaze Studios, and he does it instead. It, it's probably the best thing to do, <laughs> let someone else handle it. Really? I if mean, you, what is it? do you know what's involved then? I know a uh, very little bit about what's involved. Does it's, it involve secret handshakes, selling your soul to the devil? Uh, a lot of selling your soul yeah, to the devil. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> a lot of wasted hours doing minimal, minimal movements. <laughs> But it, it, it's, I say finishing touches, but it's like things you don't realise you need until they're there. Right. Um, a lot of it's nowadays, because everything's essentially digital, you want to have the right loudness for wherever you're uploading to. Okay. And that's a whole different game. Because I get two, because I usually get two copies of the track from Raoul, one for putting up to streaming, and yeah. another one for, C, for sending to CD duplication. Yeah. And I look at them, and the, and the difference in the... Um, Frequency, yeah, like height of the bandwidth is a absolutely minimal, but it is there. Yeah, yeah. So it's... is it about because is is it about like in the EQing as well as where I read mastering is is you need to EQ every because I have to send in the individual streams. Yeah, like, no effects on, no EQ on them, nothing. Okay. Like, like I've literally just set it down a microphone, and then he EQs. Is the EQing of each individual track? sort of contributing towards the mastering is what I'm wondering it, it'll affect how you make your decisions in the end right but I mean that sounds like he's going to mix it and then master it for you right okay but if that was me and you said oh can you do this for me I would be like send me whatever you've got mm. however many saturators EQs compressors you've got because I want to hear the, the idea you're going for. Right. Yeah. I don't want you to hear, send me bare bones material oh I do send him a uh, um, like a reference yeah, yeah. so my Piss poor master track, if you like, my mix where I think I'd like it to sound and stuff, yeah, where yeah, I think I'd yeah. like volume wise to be. So I send my idea in the mix, but it's but it's never the right, never the right uh, volume and the frequency range. The, the band isn't high enough. I open yeah. up like regular MP3s, professional MP3s, especially ones that are made in Nashville. My God, they're practically permanently peaking. Yeah, they they I think Nashville's renowned for having like something like hundred or two hundred studios within like a ten mile radius. Yeah. Yeah. It's silly. You could put probably more than houses that are like in a terrace. <laughs> Sounds terrible. It, yeah. I wouldn't like to live there as much as I love doing the job. So what do you think says cause Danny, I remember when we first talked about it, when I said to you I'd had it well, you know, we first met I'd had my first album done. Yeah. And I said I got it mastered at Blaze Studios, you said, well, there's little places online where you can get that done and it'll do it automatically. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never sort of... Did you ever get to use that? Through that. I've, I've literally flicked the on and off button to see <laughs> what the, the digital online distributor's mm. version of mastering your stuff was like. And obviously when you're playing it, it's mm. just the WAV format that you've put in and then you can hear the difference. Yeah, you can hear a difference, but you think, well... That's obviously just an autom There's nothing personal in that. It's Something just an automated. Because SoundCloud has one as well, doesn't it? Yeah. SoundCloud, you can pay an extra fiver in SoundCloud it, right? or put an automatic yeah, yeah. one. What do you think to those? Mm. Do, do they I, do any good? 
it, it depends what you're aiming for. If you're like SoundCloud, for example, if you're just throwing demos up and you just want people to hear whatever you're doing, why not? Mm. But if you've got the time to take an hour or two out of just learning how to minimal EQ, a little bit of compression, mm. and then realistically, well, what tricks a lot of people is, is just louder. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the main one, trying to get the volume up without it peaking, yeah. and without losing it. Now, you've slipped on that word that's even, I think, even more of a dark art, yeah. if, if I'm asking them, mastering, is compression. It's Can you run through me for the uh, for the for the stupid person that has no idea? Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me too. Okay, well, what the hell is compression, and why the fuck do we need it? Um. What I explain to a lot of people, <laughs> it's like your mum telling you to shut up. Is the best way I can explain this. Well, my mum used to scream that, and then used to throw a shoe. Is it the same thing? Similar. You're so compressed. you have like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the compressor. <laughs> you have my mum. That's a nickname from now on. Compressor. Compressor. <laughs> yeah, you have. A handful of controls, and there's always going to be gimmicks and stuff that try and make you appeal to more than others. But typically, typically you'll have an attack time, a release time, a threshold, and a ratio. Attack, release, threshold, threshold ratio, ratio. ratio. So okay. you start at attack. Yeah. The attack is like your mum. If you got your music on in your room, talk about my mum, man. <laughs> she, how long the attack will be? How long does it take your mum to go listen? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, instantly. So right. that's saying how long do you want? Before the compressor hears the signal to actually do something about it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so say for example, we're we're uh, compressing a lot of like like a harmonica. So, but as, as the note comes in, at what volume at what? Yeah, your attack will be like. Start? When do you want the compressor to go? I'm gonna get off my ass and do something now. Okay. So you could essentially let a bit of the transient through, right. if you had a slower attack time, because it's then essentially a lazier thing. It's like you're getting the the first initial bit part of the sound through, mm. and doing that in the right way, you get. A really hard hit to yeah. start with, and then it and then it levels out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. okay. Um, really quick attack time. You're gonna eliminate all sort of transient you've got there. So it's it starts to sound fairly soft, quite blown as out the, as, yeah. the note, as yeah. the note comes in. I've noticed if you put too much of it sound. Yeah, right, your release okay. time would be how quick does your mum go back to doing nothing and stop caring about what you're doing? <laughs> but it's been forty years now, so, so that's quite a slow release time. Quite a slow release time. Yeah. <laughs> If it was really fast, you'd go, shut the fuck up, all right, whatever. <coughs> your ratio is how loud does your mum shout at you? Mm -hmm. So you could have it on two to one. So for every two decibels over your threshold, it'll you come down. One? Bring down by one. Okay, so what is a high, is that, would that be considered to be a soft compression? Or very soft, it'd be that very gentle, like, hardly noticeable. You can go up to like, like Ableton and things like this, you can go up to like infinite. So mm. it'll just really? smash the absolute life out of it. <laughs> Which is good in some aspects, but yeah, yeah. it's easy just to go, oh, what's this do? Fucking max, 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 and you're like, this sounds horrible. <laughs> and then to finish, you've got your threshold. Mm. Going back to your mum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Brilliant. at what point, when you've turned your music up, does she start to do something about it? Right. So when, when you feed the signal, you can drop your threshold, and it's like, the lower you get, it takes less signal for the compressor to start affecting. Okay. And then, obviously, like, the less you drop your threshold, it's only going to start compressing the very, very loudest parts of your signal. Right. And then the amalgamation of all that is... I, I see a compressor as a time-based effect, almost like a reverb and a delay. Right. Because you can time how long your notes are mm -hmm. if you choose to set your attack and release times appropriately. Yeah. But you could twiddle for days and <laughs> So, days. again, it's one, it's one of those things that until, as long as you're... With, happy with how it sounds at the end of it. Do you think it's absolutely necessary for every recording? No. No. Nah, because I can tell these days oh, after knowing that knowing what compression does, not knowing how to apply it to something, but knowing what it does, I can hear it in modern pop songs that come on Radio 2 and I'm like, they Just compressed the sounds crap like a brick out of it. Yeah. And you look at the waveform of these things, it's an absolute solid No dynamic block. in it whatsoever. Dynamics. Yeah. That's the word it's missing. Because when you look at when you look at the waveform for acoustic albums and there's lots it's of silence, there's yeah. lots of, you know, notes fading off and fading up because it does seem to square those off. So you lose your um, finesse, you lose your dynamics. I think you lose character. Character, yeah. The okay. more you squash the life out of something, the less mm. it sounds natural. Yeah. Especially in vocals, like mm. if you have someone going from like a soft, intimate part to screaming their heart out, mm. 
where in the world do you hear that that stays at the same volume? Right. You don't. Yeah, right. Unless they are incredibly trained and they can scream at like a whispering volume. Yeah, like literally pinned. Yeah, to yeah. To yeah. From the mic. yeah. But if that's what you want, like pop music, or that's yeah. what it is, you, there is no like dynamic range in it. Unless well, no, you've got like an Adele song with a piano and a, a vocal. Like I said to you before, I was, I'm, a, I'm a fan of old Rick Beato on YouTube. Yeah. And he was, he was going through... Um, uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, yeah. and he was like, he, he, he strips down all the tracks. He got to the string quartet part on it, and he says, "There, you know, the volume hasn't come down in that. They're playing quietly, which yeah. is something you don't hear anymore. They were they were playing the dynamics, yeah. so they played the song, and they just kept the, their volume is on the same throughout. It doesn't go up and down. However, they within the song are doing it. Totally yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it and makes... uh, sort of just sort of I don't know. He sort of, he seemed to sort of um, say that that was missing from a lot of modern recordings and to, it's to a shame a, as well. a skill that I think people should practice outside mm. of just learning how to play their instrument. Definitely. Like, practicing for the studio is different from practicing for a band. Yeah. Mm. Like, playing to a metronome is above everything. It is the most mundane thing in the world. Mm. So when I practice drums, like, I, I do a bit of metronome practice, but yeah. typically I've got a playlist on Spotify, mm. all the songs that I enjoy playing to, and then that's typically my metronome. Yeah. I ain't got to play exactly what they're playing, but I just jam over the top of it for however many hours I want to probably play for. You see, that's the other thing he was talking about, um, about things being gridded. Yeah. So gridded, essentially, from what I understand it, and please tell me that I'm wrong, <laughs> I've got this wrong, but it's 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 uh, where things, we used to call it either quantize. Quantization, yeah. 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 So yeah. everything, once you've played it, the, the software then pulls it back into line so that everything is played in... Um, in sync and the BPM stays absolutely constant throughout. Yeah. How do you feel about that kind of I have thing? a love-hate relationship with it. You do? It, in the sense that it's good if you have shit musicians playing, <laughs> but if everyone quantized all their music to the grid, mm. how do you sound different from anyone else? Well, this is it. There is no yeah. feeling in it. I mean, I've done tests whereby there was this app called, you know, What's My BPM? Yeah. And you play it to, and there's like a noticeable shift, like late 90s, early noise, and you play it to some of the rock bands from the 90s, and it goes up by, you know, by 20 to 30 in deep BPM sometimes. And yeah. it's the same song, and as far as your tap, it's it's fine. Yeah. But then you play it to some of the new metal tracks and stuff like that from the early noise, and uh, it's absolutely unflinching. Yeah, it, it's the <laughs> Just, same thing every time. Yeah. As I say, it's a lot... It, it depends what you're going for, but mm. personally, I'll take like a decent performance, whether you're a bit out of time. Mm. Here and there, when I say a bit out of time, I mean like fractions of a second. Sure. If you, if, if, I mean, uh, we've all done stuff and listened to it and gone, oh, that was... If you're noticing it, yeah. then that's got to be redone. Yeah, there's a noticeable difference between... But if you can't notice it and the song flows and there's nothing wrong with it, then... Why would you why yeah, would you like, that up? It doesn't seem a lot of DAWs nowadays have like a percentage for quantization. Okay. So you can essentially highlight all the tracks you want, choose your quantize setting, whether you want it on an eighth note, sixteenth note, whatever the fuck you're Bloody doing. Hell. And then you can choose instead of a hundred percent, so it snaps it to the grid, you mm. could go seventy five percent, so it do seventy five percent closer to the target mm. and it still sounds like a natural performance rather than a robot's just gone. Well the other thing they used to do I noticed and I don't know if I do it I haven't seen it because I only ever work in garage band these days, was there was a humanize in early versions of Cubase that was on the Atari ST. we had one in our high school music class of the Atari ST that had slide it backwards and forwards how humanized And it was just yeah, if you put it right humanized, obviously like, you know, the people at Atari thought humans were absolutely it was yeah. an absolute shit show. It was a mess at that end. Like, is that what they yeah. think of humans? Yeah, <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> so do they still have that? As far as I'm aware, yeah. I know Logic's got it. Uh, I'm not sure if Pro Tools has. But essentially, it's like doing <coughs> quantization in the opposite way you'd expect. Right. So instead of pulling everything close to the time, typically mm. you're going to use a humanize if you dragged a, a MIDI loop from your DAW uh, right. and yeah, everything yeah, slap bang on sense. time. Yeah. You can kind of reverse it so you shove it a little bit out of time and on top of timing it'll do velocity. Velocity? Uh, how yeah, how hard velocity. or quietly you play something. Uh, okay, right. Yeah. So as a drummer, you're never going to play at like 127 on your minute and twatting the shit out of something all the time. <laughs> I mean, unless I'll you're playing... <laughs> yeah. But to hit consistently at the same volume is oh, damn near impossible. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're only human. No? Yeah. And muscles, you know, phase and change and stuff like that every time, every single time you use them, which is the beauty of the humanity of music that we listen to. I mean, if we didn't want that, then we'd all be listening to EDM, wouldn't we? We'd yeah. all be listening it'd to it'd drum all be and bass. Computer generated. That's, what, that's what we'd be listening to. But we're not. We're, we're musicians. We like to listen to that kind of music. So I want to hear it played 
by a human, says the man with um, two different electronic drums on his last two albums. <laughs> Well, you know, I need must of the devil drive. Yeah. I did. I didn't know a drummer, and uh, you do now. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> yes, get him. So, how do you feel then going on from that, and and the more automated uh, things on that? Unless Danny has any more questions about that particular no, grid and montage and stuff like it's that, good. before I ask about the next thing, which we'll is at some point a, a limiter. Limiters. Yeah. Oh yeah, limiters. Well, yeah, why, why, what, what the hell are they? I don't even... Uh, a really aggressive compressor. Right. So yeah. instead of um, taking something over a certain threshold and then squashing it, mm. it is going to cut that off and you ain't getting it. Oh, really? That is it. It'll just... So if, imagine a compressor on the highest possible setting, like the most abusive set, like a <laughs> violation to the signal that you're... Violation. <laughs> like it. Violation. <laughs> it's like, you set anything over this volume, today. not happening. Right. You no. ain't getting it back, we're just getting rid of it. Okay, so how do you feel about pitch correction? software love it yeah love it you do yeah what kind of vocalist do you well i know what vocalist you work with <laughs> sorry ryan you said that so that's all right <laughs> he knows it he loves melodyne i mean jaw joking aside i've listened to parts of my vocal performances and i'm insistent that i don't use it but there have been times where i tail off and i'm like a bit but at the same time i'm like well, again, I want to have it sung by a human, and if I don't always sing, you know, it's not like hideously flat. I just tail the tail the end of the note off, fade, and as I'm fading yeah. out the dynamic of the note, I don't always hold the pitch very well yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I could, I guess, just bump that up. Is that what you use it for, or do you? Yeah, it's a tool there, like an EQ, a compressor, a reverb. Is like, yeah. why wouldn't yeah. I use it? It's available to me. Mm. I, I don't sit there. I, I don't like to actively hear it in a mm. recording, yeah. but without it. You're like, so do you hear a bit of it and go, I could, instead of getting him to do that again, I could just literally just lift that up a little bit. Bar everything, yeah. performance, mm. so I can, my job's easy as fuck. If I ain't got to sit there and click through a hundred different notes and go, sure, oh, sure. wiggle this one here and there. So if there's a chance to get him to do it again, if, if all I'll the, take performance. they, whoever they are, yeah. have, have sung it a bit flat and say, look, mate, that you were a bit... You're a bit weird on that, on that yeah. house last one. Would you mind going in and doing that no, again? No, it's not would you mind, it's you will be going in. <laughs> <do it. laughs> I'm loving, yeah. the, I'm loving the sternness yeah, of good. people that have been in the games for a while. Darren was saying, uh, Darren Stegler Lewis is saying about, you know, bands, um, when he goes, when they ask to play, when he asks them to play a festival, and they say, well, I'm, you know, we've got to have a good slot, we've got to play at nine o'clock, we've got to play last. No, you and, he, and yeah, <laughs> to start off with, he was very much like, oh, okay, I'll see if you can shift them around. And these days, he's like, nah, you're playing at six or not at all, mate. <laughs> At the end of the day, people hire me to get the best out of them. Mm. If I was to sit there and beat around the bush and go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Would yeah. you want to pay a couple hundred quid for that? What, to have smoke blown up my ass every now and again? It yeah. Would be nice. <laughs> I, I'm nice if you're good. <laughs> but that's not my fault if you're not. No, this is, this is, very, this is very true. I mean, that's, that is the sort of, uh, that's the strictness that you want. Yeah, right? it's like, know, mm. like, you know, it's like, mate, if I was coming to you do some recording, hearing your stuff, it's the same as what it's I It's not always easy to take, though. I mean, I worked no, with no. a couple of uh, producers, and that one, from the first time I went there, I was I was a bit nervous, a yeah. bit a bit self-conscious, a bit insecure, and, we, you know, I know that's hard to believe with uh, 35 years of having been on TV and everything, but, yes, yeah, I do, I still do sometimes, which is why I go to my... Place of exactitude, yeah. And I did one take, the first take with him, and I'd never heard the song before, so and I didn't even know what key it was, and if I had the right key in my thing, so I was like, you threw me a curveball, you know. I, I practiced the track and come there it was a different track, yeah. So I played his track and I played it, and he went, yeah, could you be a little bit let me? And he and he imitated the riff I just played. Me, 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 me. Could you do like not do that? And I was like, cool. There's such a a fine line between between being honest and being an asshole. There is, mate, there like, he was right though. Yeah, I wanted the shit out of it. I really had. Didn't it, have to go around that, that way. Did it? Yeah, exactly. It's like how you word it. <laughs> it's like with Ryan, it, it's a common experience because we do stuff a lot. I, I yeah. can turn around and tell him like this is shit. But you do. But have, he doesn't you take your friends. Yeah, and you have a long-standing friendship and relationship with. Like so that, he knows I'm not home. sitting there just digging at him. Yeah, it's yeah. like I only want the best for him yeah, because yeah, both of our names are on it. That's like when you like on stage banner, and we do a bit of that, don't we, Danny? And and you can tell the difference between a bit of banter where, you, where you've just like driven up in the van and taken the piss out of each other all the way there and you're just doing it on stage now as well and between the tension where one says one and the other one looks at each other a bit kind of... Dug a bit too deep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
talk about that afterwards. Yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a year when we're finished. Yeah, we'll have to get in the van. Or walking home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get in the van. That's how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's, you know, he's your, he's your mate, and uh, and so there's a comfort in that to go, come on, man. You know, you could do better than that. And going, that was bollocks, man. Come on. Yeah. And it, you know, and uh, yeah, this guy was a bit like that, and I was a bit, ooh, ooh, Christ. But he was right. Yeah, and I played it the next time, and I was awesome. So that, that was fine. I, pre- I preface <laughs> a lot of my my sessions on if I come across as a cunt, I'm not trying to be. Yeah. I I just want the best out of you, mm. and so we haven't got to sit here for nine hours with me trying to say it nicely. No, it's like mm. I'd rather you know what I'm thinking yeah, instead yeah. of me sitting there going, "I wish he would just sort this out." <laughs> I, and I, I want it to be fun. Like, yeah, I, I, of course. More than anything, I think getting someone comfortable, especially like as you say, if you ain't been there before, you don't mm. know the person. Mm. It's like for me, it's like a customer service job. Yeah. I've got to be friendly and this, that, the other. I can't just be off the bat as like, right, dickhead, sort yourself <laughs> out. We know it's not your day job just yet, but it sounds to me like it could be one day. The way you go, but yeah, by, we'll the same, by the same token, you don't. You're not there to waste their time or yours. Yeah, I don't want to sit there for nine know? hours and do three lines all over, oh, over and over not, again. It's, it's not an hourly pay. Job is, is it? Fuck no. <laughs> but yeah, there's like the what I say to a lot of people is that I'm not there to be your best friend. Mm, mm. Like I will be. Yeah. But I'm here to make a good product for you. Mm, mm. Yeah. I. And that's it, man. Yeah. If we become mates well, out of you, it, so I be guess, it. I guess. I guess the, the like the the best thing about that is if they walk out of that studio and they like you know especially with social media made it at Sam 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 Wilson Audio and they listen to it and go. God, I ain't, I ain't going there. <laughs> Could listen to that. What are they not going to get in contact with you and say, why did you produce it like that? And you're saying, well, that's the way they played it. That's what they wanted. So that's what I yeah. gave them. It's not going to be a reason because you probably won't get even chance to say that, will you? Uh, you know? If they don't like it, it's not my problem. <laughs> uh, I'm doing what I've got hired for. <laughs> I, I implement my my opinions. Mm. And if someone says no, like it's not my music, mm. I can't just be like, this is how it's going to happen. Right. Like when me and Ryan first started working together, there was some things that I would propose. And he's like, I'm not sure about this, and I'm oh, like, really? it uh, it took a bit for me to be like, listen, I am right. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like, that's if it's what he wants, yeah. like it, it's not my name, it's not my music that's going out. Mm. I've got to respect his wishes. I can't just pull apart his song and give him a new one. But actually, this is what you're recording now. <laughs> Although you know, you do hear these stories that are like big boys I'm talking about where you know bands have done that walked into a studio and they walked out with a completely different album where they didn't I didn't write that and I didn't actually play on that and stuff like that yeah. they walked out and they've got, got in session guys to do it behind their backs because they couldn't fucking play and stuff like that and that's, song, that's uh, legendary stuff isn't it that a song me and Ryan are working on at the minute I'm sure he's going to love me talking about this one um, <laughs> he's, he sent me a demo as he does and we usually go to the studio and pull it apart for the first couple of sessions Yeah, I'm playing guitar on that I'm playing bass on that right. I'm playing drums on that <laughs> Like Ryan's still playing some of the guitars, mm. but it's like I turn around, and like just give me this a second, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and I mean I wouldn't, and which, which is why you know, which is why I got Danny in to play the lead breaks on my uh, on my last two albums because I couldn't do them. I just, couldn't, just if you've got the option, I did it. You know, I could I could get around one minor pentatonic I think at that point, and I did a couple and thought. <sighs> Maybe not. <laughs> That's just come yeah. on. It just seems yeah. like you know my rhythm work was okay. It was it was all right and passable. Okay, so sure, man, you've got some good stuff. <laughs> it's about. getting it's getting it's getting better. Yeah. You know, I've been putting the hours in lately, but it's still not up to your standard because you've been doing it for about twenty years. Mm. So yeah, it would make sense. And as it's recorded, I mean, as long as he credits you, I guess, and. Um, you know, um, well, he just wants it to sound good, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. the end product. Yeah, and he's very open. He's very open to like I, I throw him some curveballs, just mm. some really out of out of the box ideas. Yeah. Uh, his last track, late, we put piano on. I didn't tell him. I just sent it back to him. He's like, that's my favourite part. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, Raoul did that with one of my tracks. There was like uh, uh, an echo uh, of one of the one of the song lines. Um, uh, I'm thinking lately, and he put this little echo in lately. Yeah. Like really distorted, really distant. Yeah. And when I first heard it, I was like, cheeky bugger. Didn't ask for this. Yeah. But then I, I was like, but that sounded fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. That sounded really yeah. nice. And I'd have never thought of that in a million years. I'm a fairly kind of meat and two veg kind of guy. Like, very plain, no gravy. No, no, you know. It's, <laughs> he has no tomato sauce. No, he doesn't. No condiments. condiments no. Nothing. No. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm a bit like that when I play music as well. <laughs> I can't stand keyboards. I don't want no scratch DJ in here. Thank you very yeah. much. None of that. I don't want any. And they put a little effect on my voice, did it? But it was actually really cool. I understand I think, it, I especially open more to that. Especially when you write the song from essentially inception to yeah. like the end of your demo, where you like, okay, this is pretty much ready. Mm. From an outside point of view, it's like I've never heard this song before, so I'm yeah. already hearing ideas of how to get it further. Yeah. So when anyone sends me a track and goes, "Oh, it's done," I'm like, 
It's not before mm. I've even listened to it. I, I ain't got to play you it. Sprinkle some sugar on that for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't got to play anything. They send me. It's not finished. I'm, I promise you that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I will hear it and go. We can do this, 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 and this. Mm. Whether you say no to it or it's like. Well, uh, this is it. I think I should be more open to that kind of thing, you know, well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it is, and it's it's more like of a collaborative thing. And let's face it, art is always going to be better if you know you've had help with it or some another yeah. creative person yeah. has had input into it. You know, you're not you're not sort. Of, I'm not giving away part of your soul, are you? you no, know, I'm no. Not, I'm, not, I'm not sort of by letting him do that. I'm not saying it's not a Paul Gillings album anymore. You know, it's not without <laughs> price anyway. <laughs> No, God, no. <laughs> so, yeah, do you use, you know, I just want to get back to the mastering bit there for a second, but do you use mastering services yourself? I do it myself. Do you? Yeah. Ooh. And you mastered all the lines because they're, yeah. they're nicely done. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Mate, done so all the... Don't pretend you don't know how to do it. You bloody do. You just don't want to tell us. Be honest. You swore an oath to the secret mastering society. <laughs> Not even. I just twiddle buttons until it sounds all right. I think you're being modest. So, so you're working on like four or five Ryan's tracks. Yeah. Yeah. You've mastered the first one. Will you keep that mastering? All five will be them? like five separate tracks on the project. Ooh, do you oh, okay. print mixes? Is that is that yeah. what that does? So you so if I understand it correctly, just to, as a layman, so you get that first mix that you like, just mm -hmm. like Danny says there. Is there like an export of? how that mastering bit is done that you then put onto the next track? Yeah, so we'll have the the project for the song where mm. you've got all your separate stems, like your drums, your bass, whatever you've got. Print that into one WAV. Typically I do it at 48 kilohertz, 24 bit. Mm. Just because... So when you say print it, does, is it literally Bounce. within there? Is it like export? Yeah, print, like a file export, export to share. WAV. Oh, export to WAV, okay. Yeah, right. always WAV files if I'm like, yeah, yeah. anyone sends you an MP3 back. Yeah. Don't ever go back to them. Oh, really? That's we're we're twenty twenty two now. We, everyone's got hard <laughs> drive space for a while. Station owning friend says that he will only accept like um, MP threes and in one nine two kilohertz as well. He says there's absolutely no point putting three twenty, basically because of how he broadcasts. Because we wouldn't make any difference. But an MP3, that's, that, that's like 0.4 of a meg difference. Really? Who hasn't got 0.4 of a meg space for one audio file? <laughs> yeah, that's a great. You point. can make a Google account and get 15 gig for free. That's a great point. Yeah, and yeah. they don't tell you how many Google accounts you can make. I've got no. shit tons. Sammy <laughs> <laughs> one, Sammy <semi> two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, same here. Same and Dropbox accounts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And if you recommend, like, if you recommend. Like you're two friends, you get some extra space. Or so your other friend, eight emails you got. Yeah, then if your friend happens to be your fake eight, eight email address. Yeah, that, that's, you're going to build it up quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I understand MP3s. I know iTunes, to get artwork to load into like albums, you have to put it up as an MP3 because you can't encode like artwork into a web. Right, yeah, no, um, I have that with, um, when you say encoding, you're on about the uh, ID3 tags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ID3 tagging a web file took me in hours it would not have it and like you say I couldn't get the image to go in ever yeah so I let as soon as you drop an mp3 it'll be fine but I, I I mean I prefer quality like mm. don't get me wrong this is a very like audio file thing to say like <laughs> if you played it to the average person sitting outside in the road they wouldn't care what so if I blindfolded you now yeah and played you a track okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mum's not going to be <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much you mentioned compression so and I played you a track the same track yeah and one was an MP3, and the other one was a wave. You would be able to tell the difference. I'd give it a go. Ooh. Yeah, that's interesting. So, what is generally? I can't say I'd do it every time. What is what is what is missing? What is it you're listening for? So, typically, it's it, it's a very condensed version. Like your wave would be lossless quality. So when you print it you are hearing what you get mm. because an mp3 is smaller in size you mm. can't have all the information that a wav has because they're going to be less so you're missing not certain frequencies is it more compressed yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that yeah. The, okay. the quieter ones that yeah. you can't hear as much you're yeah. like you don't need to hear that that's fine right whereas your wav is going to give you everything you've got yeah okay. but your your mp3 to uh, be able to make it as small as it can it's mm. just like ah oh, do you need that in there see no i understand and, i understand losses for because being a graphic designer we work jpegs Smaller file size. Like the difference between a JPEG and a PNG. Yeah, uh, well, PNG is still a compressed yeah. format, but I was going to say between this is why the music has a TIFF and a JPEG and a PNG. So a JPEG will, if especially if you compress it using lossy, will take colours out that it thinks the eye can't or doesn't need in yeah. order to perceive the photograph. It is the exact same thing with frequencies. So it takes things out of it yeah. by an algorithm that your ear it doesn't think your ear necessarily will pick up. The, the most 
the way I could listen for it is the high end because you've got right. so many frequencies between like in the in the high like higher register. Yeah, it's, it just sounds like you've got a little filter on the end. And you just kind of roll mm. a little bit off. Okay, right. I mean right. that that's not to say it's with everything. Yeah, but depending on the track you play, it mm. is it can be very noticeable. Right. I see. Yeah, that is that is real interesting. I had another question pop up in my head, but <sighs> it was gone in all of that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, mate, um, fascinating stuff. Absolutely. I could talk about this for hours. Well, is there anything you want to like? You know, I mean, literally, mate. We're, we're just tell us about. Tell us about. We talked before we started about uh, Mojik about your band. Yeah, how's, yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, it's going. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> yeah, they're a great bunch of dudes. Uh, I was actually speaking to Josh, Josh James, our guitarist. Mm -hmm. uh, he'd like to come here at some point. Definitely love to. Absolutely yeah. love to. Chap used to be in Thousand Voices. Little Josh. No, that's no. Josh Ketlis, oh, I think it is. Right no, Josh James, he teaches uh, guitar up and down. Oh, Fucking nice. shit hot. Yeah. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we plod away. I'm at that place more often than I am at home. <laughs> Just recording <laughs> something around. That's where your studio is and stuff. Right? Well, he's got his own one. I, I'm talking 30 seconds from my studio. Awesome. And it's just like his nice. shed, garage, converted. Mm. There's soundproofing all around it. And he has yeah. no neighbours. Yeah. So yeah. we can just twat the fuck out of anything to whatever time of the day. It's so amazing. You, have you got album recorded, EP? What's, what are you doing? Uh, we've got one song coming out uh, soon. <laughs> we're, we ain't got that far yet. Like We're yeah. still finishing it off. We don't want to promote it until we're ready to like... Mm. We, we have something to show for it, essentially. Instead of being sure. like the last couple of releases, it's like, it's coming out then and we're like halfway finished the song. Mm -hmm. So it comes a couple of days before and we're like, fuck, we got to do something. <laughs> yeah, setting yourself a deadline to get yourself sharp doesn't always work if you don't actually come through with the goods, does it? Yeah. And thankfully, <laughs> we have so far. We've always supplied when we said we would. Yeah. Um, but we want to have the song uploaded, ready to go on Spotify mm. weeks ahead of the release date mm. so we can just put it out, forget about it, move on to the next thing. Do you still do you handle all that with a distributor and stuff like that? Or distro Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just slap it on Distro Kid, let mm. them worry about sending it to wherever. Awesome. So how takes out? I take it Josh's tech savvy, because I was gonna say about yeah. the uh, about the studio and that. It's not you having to sit behind the drums Both and press us. the buttons at nah, the same nah. time and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Josh That's will record. Handy, then. Yeah, it's it's a godsend. Yeah, right, because you gotta press record run into the get behind the drum. <laughs> yeah, no, because like we we both run like Ableton. Mm. I mean, I run Pro Tools, Logic, whatever else, depending on what I'm doing. But he's just got himself a copy of Logic, by the way. That's yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, that's my council tax money. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah. that's so, yeah. so, so yeah, some Moji coming on. Any gigs or anything like that? For uh, the boys? No gigs as of yet. We mm. want to get like a solid, body, like, essentially a set list's worth of music out. Yeah. So people don't turn up and hear the two songs on Spotify and go, "What the fuck is the rest of this? We've never heard this before." <laughs> And that's that's again for the fact that they've actually listened to you on Spotify, right? <laughs> Who fucking knows? That they, they might. Whether they like us is a different question. Um, yeah, like we we just plod away. We yeah. want to make sure we're we're tight as a band because a lot of the recordings prior to this were I'll go first, bass players next, guitars mm. after that. So we we we've played the songs together, but right. not enough to be cohesive. Yeah. Okay. So it, it needs to turn into a live sound. Now needs to be like a bit yeah. of iron and out as far as like a set list goes. Cool, well I look forward to that mate, I'll put Appreciate a little link that. into the bands as thank to you very where much. they can find in the uh, comments. But mate, thank you ever so much for coming over and talking about all this geeky stuff again. Anytime, I'll come back whenever I'll, you want. I'll, well I've exhausted this list of questions I've been putting together for the last couple of yeah. weeks since you were last year, so I'll put together some more. Yeah, yeah, as <laughs> I say, I'll bring Josh with me. Yeah, definitely bring Josh and he can tell us about you know what it's like to um, uh, teach people the guitar because teaching I'm the sure he's got some <laughs> choice words for that one. <laughs> Do you know what, I've been taught harmonica for years, um, on and off. It's the most rewarding at the same time, one of the most infuriating things at the same time. Yeah. I really like actually teaching uh, beginners. I really like taking people who've never played before, we run this uh, thing over at Harpen by the Sea, people walking off the street, they've never, you know, they've never picked up a harmonica before, buy their harmonica on the door, and to see like the utter magic and like <gasps> listen the fascination, yeah, just watch yeah. like the the passion kind of set in. Yeah, and I've spoken to other harmonica teachers and there's one said I can't deal with beginners, they need to have some sort of you know, uh, thing for it before I can actually talk to them because I don't want I to see people. That, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I kind of see that from from both sides. But having done both sides, I don't know. There seems to be bad habits that are ingrained. Right? Yeah, harder I think what it comes it's harder to unlearn them than yeah. teach them right from the start. Yeah. And I think what yeah. I've learned as far as the teacher goes, now this is something I can sort of map uh, back with the force with Josh's. I teach somebody I like these days. Yeah, that sounds really horrible, but I don't have to do it for money. I've got a day job, and and you know, 
stuff. So I can be really picky. So I can really just teach when I have time and who I want to. That's because, like me with the studio. Yeah, I, yeah. because if this person's telling me, you know, okay, I had guys for a long time come over and say, I only want to play like that specific harmonica player. And like, well, I'm going to teach you how to play your instrument like you. from scratch properly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and how you, not, you know, you don't mean me, you mean like, yeah, like, like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to teach you, you're going to learn scales, you're going to learn the layout, you're going to learn everything, I'm afraid. And you develop your own style yeah, for yeah. learning that. Oh yeah, and if you want to go and take that and then go learn how to play that record, then off you go. But I'm not certainly um, going to pick apart yeah. and tab out that record for you. That's not happening. Um, having said that, I have done that in the past but you've for, for from people it. I like. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's a learning curve. But these days, I'm quite particular about it. But um, I think, does Josh do that for a living? I, I'll ask yeah, him. Yeah, ask yeah him. that's his full-time job. Yeah. Oh, quite cool. So, yeah, please get him to get in touch. That would be awesome. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Danny, thanks for popping over and chipping oh, uh, in, mate. Pleasure. Lovely to see And, uh, yeah, we're going to go and have another beer in the actual sunshine this time. Perfect. All right, thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you.